Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Street Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Luke, and I'm excited to be here with you today. All right, so I would be remiss if I didn't say anything about the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This is not only an historical event in our country's history, it is an event that borders on miraculous and can be answered and answered prayers to Christians around the world. There is no doubt in my mind that 70 million babies are rejoicing in heaven over the matter. So what about America as a whole? Without question, there are countless pro-lifers rejoicing as well. But I can also tell by the news and social media that there are a ton of people that are devastated with the ruling. Whether right or wrong, and I think we all know what side of the issue that I stand, there's a very deep and dark divide between many of us in this country one that affects all of us on just about every issue we face in this world. I believe this is a direct consequence of living in a fallen world. This division goes all the way back to the fall of man, where Satan, the creator of division and confusion, used deceit to separate us from what from a direct relationship with God. This division has haunted us ever since. Every sin, pain, hurt, and hardship you or anyone has ever faced has a direct correlation to that event. Because of it, we all seem to live in a world full of fear, hate, anxiety, and destruction. We hurt ourselves, we hurt each other, either unknowingly or even on purpose sometimes, and it comes snowballing with no end in sight. How do we get through it all? Life is full of pain and anxieties, some so bad that we are literally crippled by life. I don't know all of, all of the answers. I felt more pain and heartbreak than I've ever wanted to feel. Sometimes I feel absolutely haunted by the feelings of hurt and rejection I have felt in this life. But I do know this. We weren't meant to deal with all this on our own. We were meant to face these trials, these pains and hardships in relationship. Not only with one another, but in relationship with Jesus himself. As much as it helps to seek help in each other, and trust me, it does help. We also need relationship with Jesus. He is the only one built to take on the pain and suffering this broken world has to offer. It doesn't matter how much you reach for the things of this world we use to cope. And there are healthy earthly coping mechanisms, diet, exercise, friendships, hobbies, etc. Even these healthy coping mechanisms will leave you empty if you do not have a relationship with the Father. The reason being God created us for a relationship with him. That was and still is our only reason for being created. When Adam and Eve broke that relationship, the world broke with it. Pain, anxiety, heartbreak, and hardship are all byproducts of not being in relationship with him. Unfortunately, this has only created a ripple effect even to this day. As we as a people continue to live outside of relationship with God, Our own personal decisions and actions cause a cascading of consequences for us and the people around us in the present and possibly for generations to come. Thank God that he knew this the second that relationship was fractured. God knew right then and there that he would have to send his son as a living sacrifice to make our relationship right with him. That is why he cursed the serpent. He said that a descendant of Eve would one day come to crush the head of the serpent. He said that it would bruise his heel, which is Jesus' death and crucifixion. But he also said that he would crush the head of the serpent. 
That's Christ's resurrection. So that is the good news. God proclaimed our victory at the very moment of supposed defeat. That being said, why do we suffer? This is probably the hardest part. I do believe that most of our suffering is self-induced or induced by others from not walking in relationship with the Father. So that poses the next logical question. How do we get back in relationship with the Father? Jesus answered this question plainly in John chapter 14, when he said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also, and you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is so powerful. Jesus is the answer for putting us back in relationship with the Father. He's the only way to restore the relationship. I'm not sure about you, but it brings me peace knowing that the battle has already been won and that all we have to do to restore our relationship with the Father is to believe that Jesus was and did exactly what he said he was going to do. Amen. So now we know that our relationship is restored with the Father through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. How does this help us deal with the suffering still going on in the world? The answer once again is given to us by Jesus. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus is telling us to lay down our burdens on him. That way we can rest knowing he has it. Let's try breaking this down into real world examples. That addiction you've been dealing with, give it to him and he will help. That relationship that is struggling and causing you anxiety and heartache, give it to him. Those past traumas that continue to haunt you, give them to him and find your peace. I know this sounds easier said than done. But the ability to let go and let God, as they say, is really a game changer when you learn to do it. Now back to my example about addiction. This isn't to say that giving your addiction over to God is an instant fix. It very well may be. But in most cases, once you get it over to God, your circumstances will begin to change. That opportunity for rehab will present itself. Someone comes into your life that helps you through the process. Any way it happens, it still happens and is then just part of your testimony. That testimony may very well be what God uses to help someone else beat addiction. That in and of itself gives meaning and purpose to your suffering. Like the Apostle Paul says in Romans 8.28, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. I believe this may be one of the reasons why even us as believers still suffer and face trials and tribulations. God uses these situations to either shape us into what he wants us to be, or he uses our testimony for the very same reason, for someone else. 
This podcast is a living testimony that I hope God uses to help people. If this podcast can help one person in what they are going through, or even more important, if this podcast helps one person come to recognize that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior, then every pain and hardship that I have ever went through and led me to this podcast was worth it. The way I like to look at it is that if every tear that I've ever shed in this life helped to water the plant of someone else's faith, then it was all worth it. As a matter of fact, I now shed joys of te- or tears of joy for that. So in a way, our testimonies do bring us joy. It just took some suffering to get us there. As much as being able to lay our burdens on Jesus can help us to deal with the suffering, this is not the only way Jesus promised us that we can use to help us navigate this broken world. Jesus also promised us that those who believe in him would be filled with the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14, verse 15 through 20, Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even in the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphan, orphans. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live, you will also live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. This being said, God promises us that a little piece of him will be with us always. As believers, the more we get comfortable with this fact, the better. The more in touch we get with the Holy Spirit, the more the Holy Spirit will help guide us through this broken world. This guidance may very well keep us away from much of the pain and suffering that this broken world offers us. The Apostle Paul talks about this in his letter to the Galatians. In Galatians chapter 2, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. As we find ourselves getting closer to the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, a process Christians refer to as sanctification, it is not necessarily that we hear our spirit versus the Holy Spirit, and we then have to choose the right course even though that may be how it will feel in the beginning. What actually happens is the Holy Spirit starts to shape our spirit in such a way that they start to mirror each other, eventually becoming that the spirits start to feel like one and the same. This process of sanctification is a lifelong journey that will have its ups and downs. But I can promise you this, as long as you keep digging deeper into the Lord, he will continue to dig deeper into you. Now that we have talked about some of the tools Jesus has given us to help navigate the suffering of this broken world, let's talk about some of the earthly tools we've been given. The main tool I would like to discuss is relationship. This doesn't only mean romantic relationships, even though they do play a big part of life. I'm referring to relationships with people in general. God never meant for us to be alone. In Genesis chapter 2, God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. God knew the instant he created man that we needed fellowship. 
there's a reason why one of the harshest penalties in prison systems is solitary confinement. This is also why scholarly research shows us that loneliness is a key factor in depression and suicide. The need to be around one another is woven deep into our fabric of being and has been since God breathed the Ruah of life into Adam. That being said, relationship can be a double-edged sword of sorts. Relationship with the right people can not only help us in our journey, can also help us deepen and foster our relationship with the Father. The opposite can be said of relationships with the wrong people. Relationships with the wrong people can lead us down a path of destruction, causing unnecessary pain and hardships in our lives. Sometimes this can even help to cause division in our relationship with the Father. Not that God would ever walk away from you. He would never and will never do that. But relationship with the wrong people can send ourselves down a path that takes us farther away from the presence of God. For any of you that feel like you are on that path, I have good news. As the parable of the prodigal son teaches us, God will be waiting for you right where you left him with arms wide open. So how do we find these good relationships? I would say a good place to start would be looking at your local church for other believers. This isn't the only place that I would say you can look, but in all circumstances, use prayer in your relationship with the Holy Spirit to help guide you. There is no doubt that this world is broken, and with that comes pain and hurt. But there is hope, and that hope comes from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope as believers this episode has helped to remind you of the joy and peace that can surround us living in a relationship with Christ Jesus. If you're not a believer, or maybe you're on the fence, I pray that these words of hope help turn you to salvation and that the joy that is waiting on you living inside of Jesus. All you have to do is accept him, and he will be right there waiting on you, like he always has been. Let's go ahead and end this bad boy in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to to preach your word and talk to these folks, Lord. I want to thank you for what you're doing in all of our lives, Lord. I want to pray in advance and thank you in advance for the blessings that you'll give us and the good people that you were put in our lives, Lord, and the relationships that you will build within us through you and the Holy Spirit and those relationships that blossom into others, Lord. I want to pray for those who are suffering and are hurting, Lord, and I pray that they find peace and solace in you, Father. I pray that you help guide them into a more joyful life, Lord, and help get them through the, the pain and suffering they're going through, God. And if, if they have to suffer in that pain, Lord, let them learn what you're trying to teach them in that moment. Let them make them to be the person that you want them to become or learn the lessons they need to help someone else in the future, Father. I'd like to thank you for giving your son as a living sacrifice for us, Lord, so that we can be back in relationship with you. Without that, we would be lost. And I'm so thankful that you won't quit searching for us until we're found. In Jesus' almighty and all-powerful name, in Jesus' name we pray, amen.